This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. and put those blessed hands together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is so good to see all of you guys now. Um, there's a, there's a couple of, couple of general housekeeping rules. Housekeeping rule number one is it's okay to say amen real loud. Amen. There it is. Amen. Glory to God. It's okay to make some noise. Uh, we told them in the foyer this morning that heaven is not going to be quiet. Amen. There's going to be some noise in heaven. And we, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Whoever that is. Yeah. Heaven is going to be noisy. Um, thank God for this opportunity. And uh, help me celebrate everybody that was on stage this morning. All of the great city praise team. Church on Purpose praise team, thank God for all of you, Sound of Purpose, the choir, uh, all the greeters and all the ushers and parking lot attendants, thank God for all of you guys, you all did uh, such an amazing job this morning and we're so honored to be here, help me celebrate everybody, thank God for everybody, Jeremiah, we thank God for you too man, amen. Um, today is a special day for us. Um, not only because our pastor is back and we're so glad to see he and his lovely wife back. Amen. That they're back hanging out with us. Took a six week sabbatical, um, just to kind of take some time to refresh. And I think that is, that is, uh, is important for all of us to do to take some time and just kind of pull back and, uh, refresh ourselves and energize our spirits. And so uh, we thank God for the example that he is setting for all of us. Also thank God for all of your being here. It's a whole bunch of y'all. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, and it's, it's good to see because the reality is, is that, uh, this is what heaven is going to look like. Amen. Heaven is going to look like this when we get there. Just a lot more noise. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to be one of them making some loud noise. Uh, will y'all help me celebrate my beautiful bride in the personality of Sister Katrina Love? Will you stand up? Stand up so they can see. I want them to see how pretty you are. Yeah, stand up. Yeah, wave over there, everybody. That's my baby, y'all. Amen. Yeah, thank God for her. Thank God for all of you here today. Listen, um, God is doing something special in East Texas. And he is using, now there's, there's a lot of factions that he's using, but he's using Grace City and church on purpose to do something serious in this city. I want you to know that. I want you to know that. I want you to understand that. Um, God is, God is making a declaration with using these ministries. Let's check out how cool this is. Um, when we first got here, we were at crossroads. We were at a crossroad. Can I say it like that? Hallelujah. But we are no longer at a crossroads. Now God has brought grace to the city on purpose. Amen. Woo! Come on. I told you it's okay to say amen real loud. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for his grace and thank God for his unmerited favor that he just continues to pour out on all of our lives. I want you to know uh, that we're not here by accident. This is divine providence. This is God's doing. Amen. How do I know this is God's doing? Because this is un- this is unusual church. This is unusual. Watch this. Not only is it unusual church, but it's a little bit uncomfortable church. I, I love it. I see. I see. I, so I got. I got a crunk crowd over here. I, I got a good crowd over here. It's a little bit because it's uncomfortable. Because when you walked in, you didn't find your signed seat. I told you it's okay to say amen real loud. Amen. You, you walked in. Watch this. Watch this. It's uncomfortable. But check this out. Because when you pulled up on the campus, you were trying to wonder where all of those yellow vests come from. And what are all these? Who are all? Watch this. Who are all these people that have taken over our worship service? But you know, that's the way it's going to be when we get to heaven. We're not going to know all the people that's going to be there. We just know, guess what? They're just going to welcome us in. And it's going to be a beautiful thing when people just welcome us in. I love it when church gets a little bit uncomfortable. I I believe that God does this intentionally. I believe that God does it on purpose. And God purposely makes things a little bit uncomfortable. Because I'm watching some of y'all. Some of y'all are sitting up so straight. But God is doing it. On purpose, you know why? Because God is trying to make a statement. God is using these ministries to make a statement. And God's trying to use us to show the world what the kingdom of God is really like. Listen. Hallelujah. Come on, it's okay. Y'all gotta make some noise now. Don't be scared to make some noise. God's trying to, God's trying to show the world. God, listen, lean on, here's rule number two. It's okay to touch your neighbor and tell them something. Is that alright? That's rule number two. Rule number one, it's okay to say amen real loud. Rule number two, it's okay to touch your neighbor and tell them something. Amen? Glory to God. Because listen, here's the reality. The reality is, is that we live in a voice-activated kingdom, and until something is spoken, nothing happens. Let me say that again. We live in a voice-activated kingdom. How do I know? Because when God created the world, he didn't use his hands, he used his words. So words are powerful. So there are sometimes you gotta open your mouth, and you gotta to release some things into the atmosphere. That's why it's okay to say amen real loud. It's okay to touch your neighbor and say neighbor, it's okay to praise the Lord. Come on, touch him and tell him. It's okay. Let everything that hath breath, let everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, touch that person that's real quiet beside you and tell them it's okay to make some noise in church. Come on, just touch them. It's okay to make some noise. It's okay to make some noise. How do I know it's okay to make some noise? Because the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Oh, ye last, serve the Lord with gladness. Hallelujah. It's okay to make some noise. Hallelujah. Listen, do me a favor. Tell the other neighbor, if you want to be quiet, the library is right around the corner. Just tell them. We come to have some noise in church. Hallelujah. We have seen noise lest the devil know that you are no longer afraid. Noise. 
always let the devil know that we have the victory even before we get into the fight. I wish I had some help in here today. Hallelujah. That are not afraid to say, devil, we are a noisy church. And we're going to make some noise to let you know, number one, that we're still here. And number two, we're going to make some noise to let you know that we're no longer afraid. Now, will you make some noise that the devil know that we're still here? Glory to God. And that we're not afraid. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's the, that's the sound of triumph. That's the, see, victory has a sound. Glory to God. Victory has a noise. There's a noise that's associated with victory. There's a sound that's associated with triumph. Hallelujah. I don't want somebody to win and don't say anything. Glory to God. Listen, listen. I don't like quiet domino players. your neighbor if you're gonna play with me you got to make some noise come on tell him <laughs> hallelujah it's okay to make some it's okay to be loud it's okay to be excited about what God is doing and about what God is listen this is a beautiful picture yeah this this is probably not happening anywhere else in the city isn't it cool that it's happening at Grace City the two churches have come together to worship the Lord together. This is a beautiful thing that's happening in here today. Glory to God. Listen, listen. I, I do have a message. But the good news is I got two hours. <laughs> if you charged your Bible up last night, will you find with me Matthew chapter 12? Find with me Matthew chapter, chapter 12. I pray that this message is a blessing to you. I've wrestled and wrestled with and wrestled with the Lord and, uh, to determine what he would have to share. You don't have to stand. You don't have to stand this time. Y'all are still, still a lot. I'm sure you'll be standing again before too long. Amen. Matthew chapter 12. Glory to God. I did tell you that God is doing something with our churches. I did tell you, uh, me and Pastor Bo, we, we did a video maybe about two days ago and I, I looked at it last night and it had over, over 2,000, 2,000 views in one day. 2,000 views in one day. So watch this, watch this. Even the people that are not here, they know what's going on here. Hallelujah. They know that God is doing something over there because what's happening today typically doesn't happen in this area. This is beautiful. This is a wonderful, wonderful thing that's happening. And, and I need you. Y'all look at me. Look at me. Grace Shady. Look at me, church on purpose. I need you to understand the significance of this moment. Because many times what will happen is we will come together like this and we'll, and we'll, and we'll say that that was a great service. No, you don't understand what God is doing. You don't understand, you don't understand that God is bridging some gaps. What you don't understand is that, is that, God, watch this, God is changing some perspectives. Because God's gotta get you to see some things a little bit different. Glory to God. God's gonna, what God's gonna do now is God's gonna manifest Himself in people that don't look like you. He's gonna start manifesting Himself to show you 
you. Glory to God. God, listen, that, that, that he can operate through anybody, that God can move through anybody. And that's what God is doing. And if you don't understand what God is doing today, listen, then hang out to the end. I pray that by the end of this message that God will have given you some clarity to show you really what he's doing. In Matthew chapter 12, y'all listen, this, this, this text is cold blooded, man. Do you like the Bible? I hope you like the Bible as much as I do. Man, the Bible is cold, man. You're a good dude. Uh, I heard you had a good heart. Listen, man, the Bible, the Bible is so cold, man. The Bible has some amazing stories in it. And this is by far, man, this is, uh, this is by far one of the greatest stories I've ever seen in the Bible. Now watch this. Now, now this, by, this, the story that I'm about to share with you, this story scares me because I had a black mama. I'm I'm, going to share with you a story that that when I read it, I read this story with fear and trembling because because this couldn't have been my mama. I'm going to read I'm going to read it to you when I when I read you the story. Some of you that had a mama like I had, you will understand what I'm about to share with you in this story. But there but there are some principles that God would have us to extrapolate from the story. I'm listen. There's a lot of points that are found in this story, but there's only three points that I'm going to give you this morning, and then I'm going to be out of your way. Matthew chapter 12. Uh, look over. Um, uh, let's let's look down. Let's look at verse 40. And we'll just read verse 49 and 50. Matthew chapter. 12 verse 49 and 50. Look at these two verses. That's all we're going to look at. Verse 49 and 50. Only we're going to read. And and Matthew says, pointing, point, everybody say pointing. I'm going to deal with that after a while. Pointing to his disciples. He asked, here, or he said, here are my mother and my brothers. Verse 50 says, for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Let me, let's read that again. Verse 49 says, pointing to his disciples. He said, here are my mother, my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Glory to God. I'll deal with the text in just a moment. But before I finish, before I get, before I get in the, get in the text, I need to give you my title. Will you help me to deliver my title by looking at your neighbor and say, neighbor? neighbor. Come on now. Look at him. Y'all, some of y'all didn't look. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor? neighbor. Like it or not? We're all in the same family. We're all in the Like, like it or not? Like it or not? We're all in the same family, I just give y'all a big old hug. We're all in the same, like it or not. We're all, thank you little baby, like it or not. We're all in the same family. I told you last time I spoke to, spoke here, my title was welcome to the family. Now we've been in the family a lot. Now that we know that we're in the family, like it or not. Oh, we family. Hallelujah. Whether, whether Pastor Bo likes it or not, he's my brother. Amen. He, amen. He's my brother from another mother. But we got the same daddy. Hallelujah. Like it or not, he's my brother. Listen, this story is so cold-blooded. Because and when I look at the story, Jesus was teaching. Jesus is teaching in a synagogue. 
He's teaching in a church as it were. And uh, the Pharisees saw him teaching and so they bring a man in with a withered hand and they said, they said, they said, Rabbi, Rabbi means teacher. They said, Rabbi, they said, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Jesus, knowing their thoughts, looked at them and said, which one of you would have a sheep that fell into a hole? Would not go reach in on the Sabbath and lift him up to save his life. So he said, yes, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. He told the man to stretch out his hand, stretch out his hand. Jesus healed the man's hand. Now watch this. They're looking at him. Jesus is teaching. He's teaching about when an evil spirit leaves a person. That it leaves out and it wanders around and it tries to find a host. And when it can find no place to land, it comes back to the person that it left. And this time the Bible says it brings seven demons more powerful than itself. In the middle of his sentence, in the middle of his sentence, he's a preaching like I am talking to you. He's a preaching in the synagogue. All of a sudden, someone walks on stage, gets his attention and says to him, Jesus. Your mother and your brothers are outside and they need to speak with you. Now, this is Jesus. This is Mary's baby. This is the rose of Sharon. This is love himself. You would think that if Jesus' mother would, 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 would beckon for his attention... You would think that Jesus would say, y'all hold up for just a moment. I need to go see what mama wants. And I'll be back in just a few moments. That, that's, that's kind of, that, that's kind of a natural proclivity for me because if mama, see, see, I come from a, I come from a generation where mama's not gonna call you twice. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> She's not going to call you twice. So when I read the text, when I read the text, I just knew Jesus was about to stop and go see what mama wanted. That's what I thought. I said, no, Jesus is going to stop and see what mama wants. But Jesus didn't stop. Jesus said, who? It's my mother. Hey, mom, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I put myself in that place. If my mama had called me <laughs> and my response was, who? <laughs> who is my mother? <laughs>
wait a minute, but wait a minute. Look at the text. He said, someone told him, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak with you. He replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Now, wait a minute. Jesus is taking time to watch this parenthetically teach a lesson. There are, there's a valuable lesson that Jesus is trying to teach here. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Look at the text. Think about the text. Think about, think about, think about, think about, think about, think about it. Jesus, Jesus is in revival. He's preaching a sermon. He's in the synagogue teaching. Now, you would think that any mother who loves their child would want to go to everything that he does. Oh, there's some good mothers in here right now. You want to go to everything that he does. I, 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 I think about, y- y- y'all will get this. Y- y'all will get this. I think about Miss Flo. When Jeremiah is preaching, you don't have to wonder who Jeremiah's mama is. Because Miss Flo gonna let you know that's my baby. Every now and then while Jeremiah's up preaching, Miss Flora hollering, she'll walk up to the stage and say, preach, baby. <laughs> but here's the question. Why was Jesus' mother not in there standing with him while he was, why, why was Jesus' mother and brothers on the outside while he was on the, the inside? Why, what, what, what was Jesus? What, what are you, what are you, what are you trying to teach us? Here is what I believe Jesus is trying to teach us. That, that those who desire to speak to him must be willing to first hear him speak. Those that want to see, see what happened in our, what's happening in our culture is there's a lot of people that want to speak to Jesus, but not enough people that want to hear him speak. Woo! Pastor Love, Pastor Love, what, what are you talking about, Pastor Love? What, what is, Pastor Love, what, what does that mean, Pastor Love? I, I, I love Jesus and, and, and I, 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 I want to hear Jesus speak. Wait a minute. Before you say that, here's my question. Watch this. Prayer is us talking to him. Prayer is us communicating to him. That is us talking to him. But wait a minute. Jesus communicates to us in three primary ways. Number one, he communicates through circumstances. The things that we go through in our lives, oftentimes God uses that to communicate to us. The second way is he communicates to us through people. Sometimes he'll use a pastor or a friend or a song. He communicates to us through people. But the primary way, the primary way that God communicates to us is through his word. 
the promise because because it is it is few and far between nowadays the times when God speaks audibly so God uses word so here's my question here's my question if you really desire to hear God speak then are you reading the word I got one clap thank you sir because if you really desire to hear him speak You'll open up the page of scripture so that he can talk to you. Could it be that the church has become, watch this, watch this, more concerned, more concerned about talking to God and less concerned about God talking to us. Here's my question. What is God saying to Grace City? What is God saying to church on purpose? How do, how can we find it? Well, we can find it in the word. Now watch this. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Sometimes familiarity breeds contempt. Sometimes we get so close to a person that many times we feel like we, 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 we got, we got easy access to them and we don't have to, to go where they are. We don't have to uh, be subject to them. So the mother of Jesus and his brothers were outside when they should have been inside. And that's what happens in many of our lives. Many of us uh, in our lives, even our churches, we're more concerned with talking to him versus hearing what he has to say to us. Amen. Glory to God. Ask your neighbor. Say, do you need to read your Bible a little more? Just ask them. Just ask them. See what they say. Do you need to read? Could you, could you afford to read a little more? Glory to God. Because that's what God is saying to us. That's what God is saying to us. Watch this. Watch this. Grace City and Church on Purpose should be two churches that we're in love with Scripture. Because, because watch this. Now understand this. That what God is doing here is a model for the rest of the world. Or at least the rest of the city. Glory to God. God is setting some framework here. God, God is pouring some foundation here. But watch this. The only way that the foundation that God, that he's pouring is going to stand is if the foundation that's laid is foundation of Jesus Christ. That's the only way the foundation is going to, is going to stand. So we got to get to knowing. We got to spend time to hear from him. Now, now look at the text. Look at the text. Those that desire to speak to him must be willing to hear him speak. We got to be willing to hear him speak. And then he goes on, watch this, then he goes on, um, um, his mother is requesting him to come outside. His mother, watch this, stay with me, Grace City, stay with me, church on purpose. Look at the, I'm going somewhere with this. His mother requested him to stop doing what he was doing, to go outside and see what she wanted. Now we don't know what she wanted. Scripture never said. But one thing that we do know is that Jesus discerned that whatever she wanted was not important, more important than what he was doing. Watch this. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Satan knows or Satan knew that Grace City and Church on Purpose about to get together. He knew that. Listen to me. He knew that. Satan is a master of causing distraction. Stay with me. Follow me. Y'all come in. Lean in on me. Lean into me. Lean. I, I need you to hear this. I need you to hear this. So what does Satan do? Last Wednesday, he allows an 18-year-old black boy to be killed by a Longview cop 
That's what Satan does. Because what he desires to do is to keep the church separated. He desires to continue to draw that wedge between the two races or three races or how many he he he, he wa- Satan wants to con- he wants to keep the wedge going. But listen, you ought to look around this crowded building and you ought to thank God that we didn't let the devil win. That we didn't let the devil have the authority. Glory to God because greater is he that's in us than he. When I got the news, I said, devil, I see you. I see what you're doing. I, I see, I see what you're doing. You're trying to cause distraction. You, 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 you're trying to cause hurt feelings to rise up again. Satan, I see you. But you know what I said? I came up here. I grabbed Pastor Bo around the neck. That's what we're going to do. We're going to put a video on Facebook. And we're going to let the devil know that he is a liar and he's the father of lies. This thing is happening. We're going to get together and like it or not, we're all in the same we're all in the same family. We're all in the same family. My heart breaks for that family just like my heart breaks for that officer. My heart's breaking for all that whole situation. My heart's breaking for the whole thing. That's why the church has got to come together. That's why churches and people, that's why we got to lay aside our egos. We got to lay aside all of our dogmas and all the stigmas and things that separate us. And we got to find the thing that brings us together. And that is the name of Jesus. It is the blood of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I don't, I'm not tripping on your doctrine. I'm not tripping on your theology. But you know what? As long as you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, guess what? We all in the family. That's why I'm so thankful for today because we're here and we're making a statement not only to East Texas but to the world that Christians can did, did y'all see did y'all, did y'all see the praise and worship team they were worshiping together singing together Oh, they look so wonderful. One little lady sitting up here in her little chair and she's just singing her little heart out. Everybody standing, you know what? Because, because we, we, we need to see the church working together. We need to see the church coming together. Watch this, watch this, check this out, check this out. What is Jesus teaching us by not going where his mother was? Now, he's not teaching us to be mean. That, that's not what he's doing. He's not teaching us uh, not to honor and respect our parents. That's not what he's teaching us. Watch this. Here's what he's teaching. He's teaching us that your relation to people should never compete with your service to God. Are y'all getting that? That's what he, he's teaching us. That, that no matter no matter how affiliated you are with people, don't allow anything to distract you from the service that God has called you to. Let nobody pull you away from what God called you to do. God called these churches to work together. God called us to be here. And this is a, listen, this is happening on purpose. Glory to God. 
And we're not going to let anything pull us away from the plan and the purpose that God has for us here today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And listen, and, and lean on your neighbor and say, neighbor, this is not the last time. So get used to it. We're going to come together again. Come on, y'all better give God some praise in here. You better give God some praise. But don't let your relation to people. Sambalad and Tobiah tried to get Nehemiah to come down off the wall to stop the work that he was doing. Listen, don't, don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself and to think that, that this is all going to be rosy and that it's all going to work. It's all going to work smooth. Yeah, we're going to have some stumbling blocks and we're going to have some hills that we've got to climb. But guess what? We can do all things through Christ that gives us strength. I just believe that with my whole heart. I just believe that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all that we can actually think according to the power that works in us. Don't allow your relationship to people. Calls you to get in competition with the service that God has called you to. We're not going to let anything separate us. We're not going to let anything. It makes no difference what happens. We're going to do our best to love each other. We're going to do our best to forgive each other. We're going to do our best to overlook offenses. We're going to do our best to make sure that we're praying for each other. Glory to God. Because this is what the kingdom of God looks like. This is what the kingdom looks like. Thank God. This is a good picture. Of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Now, now listen. So he didn't go outside because he didn't want people to think that just because you are related to someone that you can stop doing what God called you to do. Listen, sometimes look at me purpose. Sometimes my wife don't understand some of the things that God is asking me to do. Sometimes I don't, I don't understand some of the things that God is asking her to do. Sometimes you're not going to understand what God is asking Pastor Bo to do. You may not understand it. Glory to God. But we can't allow people because, because sometimes people, see, people, watch this. People didn't hear what you heard. People didn't hear what you heard. Well, well, Pastor Bo, why are you letting that church come in here? Well, well, listen, I see the problem. The problem is you didn't hear what I heard. You, you, you didn't, you didn't hear, you didn't hear what I heard. So don't, don't allow your relationship to people. That's all Jesus was talking about. That's all he was teaching. Watch this. Jesus was saying, my pouring into you is more important than whatever my mama got going on. Because watch this. If it was that important, she should, she should be on this stage with me. Glory to God. Never allow somebody outside of your house to pull you from the work that God has you doing in your house. I don't know who that's for, but I need you to get that. Oh, glory to God. Let me say that to this side. Never allow somebody outside of your house to pull you away from what the work that God has you doing inside of your house. In other words, in other words, don't you work for somebody else more than you work for your own home. I wish I had about 90 of you to witness right there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You take care, take care of your own house. Take care of your house. Now watch this. Now watch this. Watch this. Here's, here's the last part. Here's the last part. The last part. Mama wants him. He says, watch this. He says, who is my brother? Who's my brother? Who's my mother? Now watch this. Check this out. Here's the cool part. Jesus teaching. He takes his finger. He points to his disciples. Now watch this. He points to his disciples. Check this out. 
the same ones that would betray him. The same ones that would turn their back on him. The same one that would sell him out for 30 pieces of silver. He points at them. And he says to all the people in the audience. He points to them and he says, see those guys? Those are my brothers and my sisters and my mother. What's the significance of that? He points at them publicly. He acknowledges them publicly and he says, they, those, see those guys? Mama is outside. He points at the disciples and he says, see them. Everybody look at them. He says, these guys, those guys are my mother and my brother and my sisters. He said, because whoever does the will of my father, the same is my mother, my brother and sister. So he establishes kingdom family. So, so, so what's, what's the principle? What's the principle? What's the principle here? The principle is how we see each other will determine how the world sees the church. How we see each other will determine how the world sees the church. Come on, Reggie. I want to show you something real quick. How we see each other. Here's the question. Here's the question. How do we see each other? I'm ready, Norman. How do we see each other? How do we see each other? How, how, do, how, do, how do the black people in this congregation see the white people? How do the white people in the congregation see the black people? How, how, do, how do we see each other? Do we see each other? Is that's them and this is us? Or do we see each other as, no, that's my sister. Those are my sisters. Those are my brothers. How, how do we, how do we see? Glory to God. Because how we see each other will determine how the world see. Listen, if we can't see each other right, then how can we expect the world to see the church right? Jesus points at his disciples and he cleared up everybody's vision and he says, the ones who do the will of my father. What's the name of the man that you said was here that, that hugged you? Where, is that man here? The man, what was his name? Do you remember his name? Where is it? The man, well, you, you come up here. Yeah, you come here. Yeah, he's the, he's, he, he clapped. He was the only one clapped for me a few minutes ago. Come up here. Because I, I, I need y'all to see this. This, this is more than a sermon. 
This is a message from God to both bodies. We have to start seeing each other right. We have to fall in love with each other. Watch this. Y'all come here. Come here. Come here. I want y'all to see this. Come here. Reginald, when he first came to our church, Reginald came straight from the streets. <laughs> Reginald was thugged out. Reginald, I'm move this out the way. Reginald, listen. Reginald had the gold teeth. They were real too. He had the gold watches and necklace and Reginald, Reginald was sharp. He had the car, the car said with them, with them swingers. Y'all young people know what I'm talking about. Oh, he had it. He showed up in church. And guess what? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Reginald got pulled over by a white police officer. I'm going somewhere. The white police officer tore his car up looking for drugs. Reginald wasn't a drug user. Tore up his car. Looking for drugs and treated him like a criminal. He's at the gas station. This, this, they brought the dogs and the dogs are going through his car, sniffing around and just, just, I mean, just treating a man like he's a criminal. Reginald had a pretty rough outlook on white folks. Reginald had a pretty hard time dealing. Watch this. I, I, I need you to see something. The, 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 watch this, the, the, the story, the story gets better. Reginald, when we came to Grace City, this man wrapped his arms around Reginald. Reginald had never been hugged by a white man before. Y'all be seated. Reginald, Reginald came to me and I'm, I'm closing. Reginald came to me. Reginald said, Reginald said, Pastor Love. He said, I don't know who this man is. <laughs> he said, but every time I go to church, there's this white man. <laughs> there's this white man. That he grabs me and he hugs me and he picks me up off the ground. <laughs> Reginald said, the last time he hugged me, something broke.
I feel something in this room. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen, if somebody from Grace City is beside you, ask them, is it okay if we dance in your church? Just ask them, is it, is it, is it okay? <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. But listen, all I'm saying is, <laughs> glory to God. I feel something in this room. I feel something in this room. I feel something in this room. Listen, can I give y'all about 30 seconds to make some noise on the count of three? One, two, three. Stand on your feet and make some noise. again. I'm through. I'm through. I'm through. I'm through. I'm through. I'm through. I'm trying to be through. I'm trying to be through. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, I can keep preaching. I got an hour and a half left. Hallelujah. Now listen. All I'm, all I'm, all I'm trying to tell you is, all I'm trying to tell you is, how we see each other. You have no idea the strongholds that you're breaking. You have no idea the generational curses that are being destroyed when we come together. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that goes, that goes for both sides. There's been hurt. There's been some black people that have caused some hurt to some white people. So it's not just one-sided, man. But you know what? God has applied his blood to all of our lives, man. And his blood still works. His blood still cleansing. His blood is still renewing. His blood takes away the sins of the world. I wish I had somebody that says, thank God for his blood. Do I have any worshipers? Any worshipers in the house? Any worshipers in the house? Will you just worship him? It's okay. Will you just worship? Will you just worship? Will you just worship? Will you just worship God for a spirit of reconciliation? That God is bringing some things back together. And God is bringing unity back to the body. God is bringing churches together. God is bringing ethnicities back together. God is doing a new thing. And you ought to be excited that God is using you to bring a spirit of reconciliation back in East Texas. And we thank God for what he's doing. Will you just
just worship. Glory to God. Were you just thinking? Can I have about a hundred more worshipers to stand and just lift your hands and just worship? Those of you getting baptized, go ahead and get ready now. Move to the back and they'll tell you where to go. But for everybody else, will you just worship God? Listen, just worship Him in spirit and in truth. Thank God for what's happening on this stage or what happened, what has happened on this stage. I just gave you one testimony, but there are many testimonies just like that in this room. A predominantly white church invites a predominantly black church to come and have use of the whole facility. Doesn't happen, at least not often. But it happened right here. It happened right here. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is holy ground. Whenever, whenever God would do something significant in scripture, they'd build an altar to him in that place. Listen, this building is now an altar to God. Because God did something supernatural right here. This is an altar now. Now we lift up the altar of our hearts to him. We lift up your altar, the altar of your heart to God. How we see each other will determine how the world sees the church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen, in just a few moments, we're going to do some, we're going to baptize some people. I don't want you to leave.